Blog Talk Radio. Let me tell you about something new. A new show called G's Power. G's Power. Real talk for real saints. Are you ready? And it's for real. Welcome to G's Power Hour live every weekday at 1130 a.m. on Never Had It So Good Entertainment Network. Your host, G, will bring you informative and entertaining guests and a variety of topics in a way that you can absorb and enjoy. Listen in weekdays and call in at 516-387-1944. We love interaction. All shows can be downloaded if you miss one or found on iTunes the next day. G's Power Hour is powered by Never Had It So Good Sports Media Network. Well, good morning, brothers and sisters, kings and queens, angels and saints, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to G's Power Hour on Never Had It So Good Entertainment. I am your host, D. Thanks so much for being with us on this third Thursday, which is Tech Thursday here on G's Power Hour. And we're pleased to welcome back Burton Kelso of Integral. Good morning. How are you? I'm doing good. Just uh, traveling. Traveling. Aha. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. Traveling, okay. We're not we're not going to to publicize that because we don't necessarily want people to know where you are, how far you are away from home, and all that kind of stuff. So just be safe. No, I'm, That's I'm all we want. Just in general, I'm I'm at mm-hmm. home base, but I'm just saying in general. You know, yeah, it's been a whirlwind. Yeah, yeah, yeah you so, you've been busy all around the world. I have been. So yes. Let's, so I was gonna. You gave me Go a homework assignment. You gave me a homework oh, assignment, okay. and you wanted me to talk about Do you want to do that first, chain. or do you want to do the, the other stuff first? No, let's talk about the supply chain and how the holiday, because you asked me about that, and then I was like, yes. uh, and then I did a little research, and, you know, it's 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 pretty common sense as far as what's going on, uh, as far mm-hmm. as the supply chain is concerned, with tech, especially with tech devices during the holiday. Um, so you're aware that there's still kind of a semiconductor shortage with right, you know, with electronics, so that has to come into play as far as why people may not be able to get their popular tech devices for the holidays. Uh, but then also too, you know, we've got this: are we in a recession? Are we not in a recession? And so there have been a ton of layoffs uh, in the manufacturing space that has affected mm-hmm. that as well. And it's you know, obviously, it's going to cause issues when it comes mm-hmm. to getting those tech items. And I think the good thing this year is, is luckily there's no popular video game systems that are coming out like they have in the past, like, you know, a new Nintendo Switch or a new Microsoft Xbox or a new PlayStation. None of those are being released this year, which is, you know, good. But at the same time, there are other popular items like newer televisions, uh, new Apple stuff, and, you know, there may be a slight delay on all that. So I think for the most part, people should be okay as far as getting those tech items, but mm-hmm. you know, there may be some that people won't be able to get um, in a timely manner. So if well, you're a last-minute shopper, you, you... Speaking of television, I'm seeing, a, a, it seems to me, a surplus of televisions. Um, I go in, you know, I'm a Sam's Club member. I go in and, and they've got like you can't even really walk down the aisle so much. They've got like televisions and it's not just since, you know, Thanksgiving is coming or whatever. It seems like it's been like this for a while. Um, what is going on with the surplus in the box? <laughs> well, I think with the, the mesmerization uh, box with, there. <laughs> right. I was going to say, I think with televisions, we've kind of not necessarily reached the plateau, but there hasn't, like, been a real need for people to go out and get um, smart televisions. Now, as far as mm-hmm. the semiconductor shortage is concerned, a lot of tech companies buy their semiconductor parts, like, in advance. Um, but they have to worry about future stock. So it's like they just buy up a whole slew of it, and they just sit on it. And I think that the supply, especially during the pandemic, for TVs, it's like, well, let's get a bunch of TVs out because there's kind of like a TV shortage. But now the pandemic's over and people are out and about again, you've got this surplus of TVs that are kind of sitting around because it's like, 
you know, people are out and they're not necessarily needing a TV. Now, you know, when newer TVs will come out, then obviously people are going to rush out and get new TVs, but there's just a surplus because over the past couple of years, as we work through this pandemic, that's kind of been the thing to do is let's get the tech that people want and get it out on the shelves. Like, for example, uh, you're familiar with the, the phone disinfectors, like the UV phone cleaners. Have you yeah. seen a surplus of those? Because no. obviously during the pandemic, those were a hot item, and companies oh, really? trying to oh, oh, yeah. get those out that's to true. make money. Yeah. 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 I, so I was glad I, I had one. TV yeah. So rather than you focusing on the TVs when you go to Sam's, shouldn't you be getting the free samples and stuff that they hand out? Well, I mean, you know, during the pandemic, they cut back on that, too. I mean, if you're going to cut back on anything during the pandemic, you're going to cut back on, on passing around food, <laughs> you know, and breathing on food. Right. Uh, you know, taking I your mean, mask down. I, I mean, it's that. coming back. It's coming back, but it's not. It's definitely not to the extent that it was. But it's coming back. And given that uh, I, I, I would probably be willing to say that it's going to be on full throttle probably this coming, not this, maybe this weekend, but probably the next weekend because, uh, you know, the those uh, warehouse stores uh, are usually pushing the, the holiday treats. And so you're stopping by and getting a sample of, of cakes and cookies and all kinds of stuff that they'll have out, um, any type of things that they'll, roll up for, for uh appetizers and stuff like that. So yeah, that is that it's that's coming, <laughs> you know. But anyway So um Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. No, please go ahead. No, you go ahead. Your show. No, you no you <laughs> go ahead. You are the expert. <laughs> so it, yeah, so interesting conversation um, I was having with some people about uh social media. So one of the conferences I've been going to and speaking at is uh, the Digital Summit. And, of course, Digital Summit is all about digital marketing. And so you'll probably get a kick out of this. As far as social media is concerned, you know, we've got all this nonsense with Twitter and Facebook laying off people and stuff like that. It's starting to see a shift where people are starting to kind of think about getting away from marketing on social media, you know, which – which, you know, leads to the point of how long do you think these social media networks are going to be around? You know, I don't, I know you're, you're, you do it like most people do it as a tool as opposed mm-hmm. to a lifestyle. So, I mean, with well, Twitter acting nuts mm-hmm. and, you know. Well, I was so going to say the I, more restrictions, I, I, I think one of the reasons to me, in, in my opinion, that social media is so attractive is because, of the freedom to kind of just put yourself out there, you know, and connect with people. Um, you know, I had somebody that was asking me about my connection. Like, you know, I saw you connected to this person. You like, do you know them? I'm like, no, not really. I think maybe somebody <laughs> else might know them. I'm like, but I'm just trying to, you know, put myself out there for, um, you know, for for my for my show, and then also for real estate. So, you know, I have I have. I have businesses that need attention, so that's why I use them. But, um, and uh, I don't know why somebody would knock on my door this time of day. Anyway, but, um, you know, that's why that's why I use them. But I think with the restrictions that are coming on more and more, you know, we have, you know, we have people that are saying, I don't want to deal with that. I don't want to pay, you know, I used to not have to pay for this premium feature now they want me to pay to get this premium feature, you know. Right. So, and another reason for those layoffs as far as at least Facebook and Twitter is that TikTok is killing it as far as advertisers. The environment, I think the algorithm is a little looser, which means more people see your posts. Uh, mm-hmm. But obviously more people are on TikTok, in fact, it's almost up to a billion users of people that are on TikTok. So they're definitely taken away from the old school, traditional social media stuff like uh, Twitter and Facebook. And even LinkedIn is making leaps and bounds as far as people that are signing up and using LinkedIn as a social mm-hmm. media network. So it really puts it in a 
interesting perspective as as far as not even, not only marketing but just how people are interacting because also uh and one of the things that we are dealing with in society is this whole quiet quitting mentality and I don't know are you familiar with that mm-hmm. at all Yeah yeah, yeah and, I, I am <laughs> Yeah, and, and I kind of, I kind of get it. I mean, and and I mean, basically, you know, until you're really sure where you want to land, that's that's kind of the way to go. I mean, you right. know, and, and I'm not necessarily advocating it wholeheartedly because you know it does impact the company. But the reason right. people are quiet, you know, and I know we're off subject, but the reason people are, you know, quietly quitting, quitting quietly, whatever, is is because they are, you know, they're looking at life a little bit differently now since the pandemic. And it's like, if you're not going to give me, you know, the respect that I need, you're not going to give me the pay for my skills. And so, uh, you know, if you're not going to uh, offer me opportunities for advancement and you're going to stress me out, you know, you know where I, you know, at, to the point where I'd rather be home than here. Then yeah, I'm gonna, you know, kind of back out a little bit. Coast. <laughs> you know. Yeah, I'm gonna coast. Well, the reason I brought it up because it's kind of like deals in the tech space. Uh, there's a lot of people out there that think that quiet quitting may affect uh, cybersecurity too, because mm-hmm. if you have a cybersecurity department, then your team is supposed to be constantly monitoring what's going on as far as your company infrastructure is concerned to make sure that bad guys aren't able to take advantage of holes or weaknesses in your in your cybersecurity defense. But if you mm-hmm. have a cybersecurity team of quiet quitters, then maybe these guys are just coasting and not necessarily doing all the updates they need to do in order to uh, make sure that your company infrastructure is safe because there's already a shortage in cybersecurity, mm-hmm. which is interesting where you've got these layoffs in the tech space, like with crypto and with social media, but in the cybersecurity space, they're like, man, we need more people to fill these job roles because there's a huge shortage. But then on the, mm-hmm. you've got people who are employed and they're not necessarily, they're just kind of coasting along saying, well, you know, we're just doing just enough to make sure that this company doesn't get breached. But cyber criminals are always looking for new and improved ways to get into defenses. So, you know, if we keep this um, atmosphere of quiet quitting up, I won't be surprised or I wouldn't be surprised if there is another major security breach between now and the first of the year. Because, you know, people aren't doing their what they're supposed to be doing um, because of this whole quiet quitting syndrome that we're going through. So, hey, Burton, do you think someone was doing quiet quitting when uh, they weren't monitoring cameras and, and Nancy Pelosi's husband got attacked? You think? <laughs> Maybe? I would think so. Anyway. How does that happen? <laughs> How does yeah. that happen? Yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah. I mean, that, that just doesn't make any sense. I mean, you figure the Pelosi's are going to be uh, secure, and then to have somebody yeah. sneak in and, you know, beat him up, that's just horrible. But yeah, there's another horrible. one, and this, so you have to think about this as far as quiet quitting. So I know this is overseas, but it's still tech. So there's a, mm-hmm. in Australia, there's like this medical service called Medibank. And so back at the later latter part of last month, they suffered a humongous data breach. We're talking millions of, like, medical information that was leaked out uh, mm-hmm. because of, and they won't say what happened, but they said because of a cybersecurity incident, which means that somebody either clicked on an email or there was an update they didn't download that they should have, shouldn't have downloaded. So those are the things that I'm talking about that, you know, is, is starting to impact our society as far as just the overwhelming aspect of technology and how people are starting to get burned out on tech and going back to wanting to reclaim uh, just, you know, having more time for them themselves, you know. So it's, you know, it's just an interesting thing to look at as far as the tech space is concerned. Because, you know, during the pandemic, we were more into, you know, we want our devices, we want to be on, on, on all the time. Now people are starting to get burned out and 
people are starting to embrace more of this, you know, I, I want to take time for myself kind of mentality. So it'll be interesting mm-hmm. to see how this all plays out. Yeah. Well, we're going to take a quick break. We are here with our tech expert, our tech guru, our tech god. <laughs> what else can I say? Burton Kelso <laughs> with Integral here on G's Power Hour. If you have questions, the number is 516-387-1944. G's Power Hour on Never Had It So Good Entertainment. We'll be right back. Over the past 60 years, Dove Beauty Bar's superior formula has remained unchanged. But when it comes to beauty, everything changed. Together, we redefined beauty. We said no to stereotypes and yes to every type. We let go of judgments and embraced what makes us unique. We're proud to have been there with you, caring for you every step of the way. Here's to the next 60 years. This is Douglas Dobbs of Dobbs Cremation and Funeral Service. We have served the Central Florida community for 29 years with quality funeral and cremation services. Honoring all religions and faith, we have been here for many grieving families. Whether it's a complete funeral service with a burial or a simple dignified cremation, Dobbs Cremation and Funeral Service is here for you. Located at 430 North Kirkman Road at the 408 Expressway, Dobbs Cremation and Funeral Service, 407-578-7720. Dobbs, dedicated to serving our families. Good morning. Welcome back to G's Power Hour on Never Had It So Good Entertainment. I am your host, G. Thanks so much for being with us today. Here with the man who knows all things tech, Burton Kelso of Integral, and the number is 516-387-1944. Should you have any questions for him? Uh, because I can't answer those questions. So, hey, is there going to be, do you think, in your opinion, is there going to be a Cyber Monday? You know, we, we, we seem to be like, backing away from the traditional Black Friday and, and Cyber Monday. Uh, it looks like everything got an early start. Yeah, there's always going to be a Cyber Monday because you you just have too many uh, mom and pop and uh, big stores that are still going to promote that. I mean, yeah, you, you know, you, and I think one of the reasons, well, I can't say the major store closures is going to affect Cyber Monday, but Obviously, there's going to be a Black Friday because these stores are closed on Thanksgiving. So there's no, well, we'll just go after dinner and go out shopping on Thanksgiving. Most of the major retailers are closed. So, yeah, you'll definitely see a Black Finally. Friday. And Cyber Monday isn't really going anywhere either because people are going to shop online. And your large stores like Amazon and you, know, you name it, even the big box retailers are going to be putting specials online for people to shop. And, you know, it's more convenient, too, for people to shop online um, if you think about it, you know. So, yeah, it's, you know, it's probably going to be bigger than Black Friday this year, I would imagine. Well, let me ask you this. How do you think um, – how do things like Cyber Monday and just having that type of access to these large stores anyway affect um, local businesses, you know, that don't necessarily have that type of, of presence? You know, isn't isn't that a challenge? And, and oh how, my gosh. how can and how can small businesses take more advantage of you know what what tech has to offer to improve their chances? Yeah, let's, yeah. So yeah, let's take up the next uh, ten minutes before the next break to talk about that because you have touched on something that a lot of people don't consider. And yes, it is Cyber Monday can have a huge impact as far as how uh, small mom-and-pop businesses can't compete. I mean, obviously, Small Business Saturday is coming up next week, and that's more geared towards getting people in mom-and-pop stores. But there are a lot of small businesses that struggle because they just don't have the the finances or the knowledge in order to set up an electronic store to compete with, like, say, an Amazon. I mean, you just got to think about the logistics of it because most people are, are used to, I'm going to go to Amazon and I'm going to find a gift for whoever. And you select mm-hmm. it. You don't necessarily have to worry about if it's going to get to your house because it is. You know when it's going to arrive at your house because of the technology that Amazon harnesses. And small businesses just really can't, they can't compete with that. You know, I mean, you've got, um, 
mom and pops, you've got solopreneurs that have their electronic shops, but for them, let's just say that they have a website set up in Shopify. And as far as the funds are concerned, the website has the cart, it's keeping track of the inventory, and someone goes online and they make a purchase. But then if you're like a solo or a small business, you still have to get it to the post office and get it shipped out. Whereas, like, say, an Amazon or your big box stores, I mean, they just have a warehouse, and that's what the warehouse is designed to do is to ship inventory out. So it's a huge challenge for small businesses to compete uh, with that type of atmosphere because, obviously, the Amazons, the Best Buys, the, you know, say even the Walmarts or the Sam's aren't going to have to worry about the logistics of, well, now we've got a shortage with posting or we got more, you know, there was a larger um, influx of packages into the post office because mm-hmm. they have precedence. They have precedence. So it's really hard to, for a small business to compete with that. And the other thing that these small businesses have to worry about, G, is the fact that they have to create an electronic shopping cart that isn't going to be infiltrated by cyber criminals because you know cyber criminals are targeting the small folks as opposed to going after like say your your larger stores because the larger stores have the staff on site to monitor all of those mm-hmm. transactions that go through whereas a mom and pop right. business you're hoping that if you've got your website designed with Square or Wix or Shopify um, that they're doing the work to make sure that you're secure. And the other problem small businesses have to worry about is having that, well, it's not going to happen to me mentality because I'm too small of a business and a cyber criminal isn't going to target me. I mean, so you're, yeah, I mean, as a small business, it's a, it's basically like climb, trying to climb Mount Everest and get to the summit, as a, you know, when you're trying to compete with these larger businesses out there. And I, you know, thankfully, I only have a service business, so I don't have to worry about the logistics of do I have to get products out to a customer. But small businesses do, and it's mm-hmm. there's really no way to even the playing field unless a small business is able to make that investment to find a company that's trustworthy enough to help take their business where they can safely uh, do the online transactions. I was kind of hoping, though, for some of the small businesses maybe – uh, if they were invested in being a part of, let's say, a trade association or something, that maybe they could secure certain, uh, I guess, securities through the trade association. That way they're not taking, you know, where everybody's paying into being a membership of, uh, of this association, and maybe that could be a, a benefit in terms of, of securing um, uh, cybersecurity, uh, you know, I guess prevention, uh, attack prevention. Um, I, you know, because I know that small businesses have limited resources, but I think at some point, uh, small businesses that are in the same business have to realize there's enough of the pie for everybody, but they're going to have to start, um, you know, combining resources in order to stay afloat and to, you know, and to be successful. Right, and the trade. Uh, association idea is an excellent idea, but, you know, rather than throwing the doom and gloom out that, you know, I just did a few minutes ago, I will say that most of your electronic shopping cart sites are, you know, secure. It And it boils down to what cybersecurity has become in the past 10 years, and that's become a human issue. It's not necessarily that someone's going to break into your Square account or your Shopify account. It's that as humans, we get lax as far as the things that we need to do in order to make those accounts secure, like uh, using strong passwords, making sure that we pay someone to check out our cyber defenses to make sure that we have, uh, the, you know, we have everything we, we need in order to keep our electronic business safe and secure from criminals. Because in my industry, uh, you know, as a tech company working – um, and helping small businesses, I mean, there's tons of stuff that's lax. Like you see businesses that don't back up their information. So if something catastrophic happens, then um, they, they've lost everything. Uh, we've seen businesses 
use weak passwords. And you can't just lay it on, well, it's small businesses, because I just found out recently that back in March, TransUnion, the credit bureau, was hacked, and the password for the server was password. So, I mean, what kind <laughs> of nonsense does that make for a company the size of TransUnion to have the word password as their password for their server? And you see that recently with small businesses. And I'm not talking about like 1Z, 2Z businesses. You're talking, because I think small businesses, what's the definition? Isn't it like one to 150,000 employees that constitutes a small business? I, I think. But anyway, yeah. So you can say that's prevalent among small businesses, period. So, I mean, that's the biggest challenge right there. Mm. Wow. I know it's kind of sad, yeah. isn't it? Because the tools are there. The tools yeah. are there for you to have a website that looks like an Amazon that people can go and buy products and all of that stuff. You know, it's just it's the tools are there, right. but, you know, small businesses just – Sometimes I well, think they're I mean, afraid to reach out. Well, also too, I think. Stupid. Well, that's true too, and uh, and to be honest, I think it requires an additional person. You know, that's more personnel, but I think it does require that. You know, uh, or you know, so, to somebody to manage that, or require somebody to to take over some of the business. Um, for example, I know uh, a lady that has uh, a coffee shop in Apopka. You know, very good coffee shop. You know, and in kind of based Southern style, so it has stuff like pound cake, pecan pie, and sweet potato pie, stuff like that. Now, the thing is, you know, she needs to attract more people. She is the 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 quality of the product isn't lacking in those who know return and go back. So she has to deal with marketing. But she also has to deal with the management of the business and expanding it. Therefore, she either needs to hire someone to come in and expand the business and manage it, or she needs to hire, you know, hire somebody to do the social media or just marketing in general, which includes a lot of social media marketing. Um, that requires dishing out you know, a, a salary for someone uh, and a lot of people are not necessarily ready, willing, or capable to incorporate that into a budget. Right, and I think the challenge with a lot of the uh, technology stuff, especially with these businesses and their in their, let's say they want to build to the level that they want to compete with these businesses on Cyber Monday, a lot of companies have been burned by IT companies, by web designers, and so there's this apprehension in the small business community to get with like another tech, you know, another tech company to help handle that aspect. And that's one of the challenges too in technology. There's this disconnect between tech people and the average person because tech people mm -hmm. don't necessarily have the people skills to help talk to the average business owner to help guide them in the right direction for them to take their business to the next level. And I got into a discussion with a, a friend of mine. I hired a brother to work for me, and he was just frankly a jerk. He was a know-it-all jerk. And, you know, her response was, is, well, that's my brother. But, I mean, that's that's what I see in the IT space quite a bit. And that's why it's you see few and far between small businesses really take it to, like, an Amazon level as far as their business is concerned because, you know, they don't understand technology. And, of course, there's tech guys that just – can't help them understand it. So it, it's a it's a real problem. And I, I'm glad you brought this up because, for me, I would like to support more small businesses, um, you know, during the holidays, you know, because you mm -hmm. get those unique gifts. Um, you're dealing with, um, you know, you're dealing with businesses that really could use the income as opposed to, say, like an Amazon where you've got the owner. Um, and I think, you know, lay, Amazon's laying off too. And the question is why? If you've yeah. got Bezos worth all that money, he could just come out of pocket and pay some salaries. <laughs> I mean, so I if, he's got a, if he's got all that money to give Dolly Parton, surely he has some money to give some employees to you know keep oh us up. Oh, my God. And, if he could build a rocket. <laughs> <laughs> he could build a rocket. 
<laughs> oh, we need to stop getting in that man's business. But still, but the thing about it is, it's it's out there, and you know, and and people are are scrutinizing. And, and the thing is. Well, anyway, we're going to go to the break. We'll come back with that. I'm here with Burton Kelso of Integral. If you have questions, the number is 516-387-1944. This is G's Power Hour on Never Had It So Good Entertainment, and we will be right back. Does it appear the long arm of the law is working against you instead of for you? Whom do you call when the boys in blue are pursuing you? When the wrong person behind bars may end up being you. With over 40 years combined legal expertise, Anderson and Welch bring to bear a smart, sound, sensible defense of those caught in what may be the unrelenting grip of the legal system. Turn to Anderson and Welch first to get ahead of trouble, not fall into it, by calling 561-832-3386. That's 561-832-3386. That's Anderson and Welch Law Firm online at andersonandwelch.com. Hi there. Welcome back to G's Power Hour on Never Had It So Good Entertainment. I am your host, G. Thanks so much for being with us today. It is the third Thursday of the month on G's Power Hour. That means we're here with Burton Kelso of Integral. It is Tech Thursday. And if you have questions, the number is 516-387-1944. I was, I was, I don't know. I was trying to think, you know, like Saturday, not this coming Saturday, but Saturday after this Thanksgiving is supposed to be Small Business Saturday, where you support right. the small businesses. It would be nice, maybe, if they were able to get together and just, you know, e- email out or or even uh, direct mail out a, a guide that's saying, you know, the, these uh, small businesses welcome your business and and will offer ten percent off or something uh, for visiting that day. Just something to do I'm drop people you, in the door. I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you this. So American Express who helped create Small Business Saturday, they actually have a really good toolkit that they send out to mom and pops as far as marketing their business. So you can actually really? go to the American Yeah, you can go to the American Express website and find out which businesses in your area are participating in Small Business Saturday. In fact every year I will when be they doing do that. the small business yeah, when they do the Small Business Saturday, they send you like a media kit if you sign up in advance, but usually this time of the year it would be too late because there are a lot of small businesses that jump on it. So, again, it's mm-hmm. one of those resources that small businesses may not be aware of that they can, re- you know, resources they may not be aware of where they can at least get uh, on the American Express website to at least showcase their business to show that they are participating in Small Business Saturday. Um, and I don't know if you knew this or not, but, yeah, um, back when I was doing my cash mob thing, um, we used to do a small business Saturday cash mob where we would go out and promote uh, small business. But you know what the biggest problem was with doing those cash mobs and trying to promote a business? Mm-hmm. They would never they would never promote themselves. And you know if you're having a big event at your business, wouldn't you think you would reach out to your current customer base to find out um, to get more people to show up? They never would. Mm-hmm. They would just kind of sit back and wait for the crowd to go in. So I think as far as, like, being, like, on a level of a larger company, I think that's some of the challenges that small businesses run into is that, you know, that promotion needs to be a little bit bigger and they need to find a better way to market themselves, like that coffee shop you were talking about. Um, yeah. That yeah. has the goods, but, yeah, they need the publicity, so. Yeah, and and she's working on it. She's She's only been open about a year and a half. Um, so, but uh, but she's she's um, also looking at opening up another location, and and um, I'm I'm all for her, you know. So like I said, she it's and that's the thing too. I want to just say, you know, just because you you got a small business and maybe you have a, a small following, you still have to have a good product in order for people to come back. So just make sure your your stuff is legit um, before you go advertising. But definitely do do market your business. Uh, that's the only way you're going to get it to evolve from just a, an idea and a wish to something concrete. So, and we've gotten so Listen off. Listen to you dropping the knowledge. Look at you dropping the knowledge. I oh, love gosh. I can read. I love it. <laughs> Reading I is fun to read. <laughs> that's How do you funny. think I find out this stuff? <laughs> so... <laughs> 
anyway. this is off subject. So this this is uh-huh. off subject. So two things. Okay. So is it is it stuffing or dressing, for starters? And then I'll throw out the trivia oh. question I've been throwing out lately. What do you call it, didn't dressing we, or stuffing? Didn't we have this conversation before? I thought we, we had this conversation. This. Okay. We may You're have. So confused. So what do you say? Okay, so, stuffing is stuffed into the bird. Right. Okay. <laughs> right. That is stuffing. Uh, right. You know, um, dressing. <laughs> I mean, so I mean, it's both, but you know, yeah, basically, stuffing is what you stuff into the bird. But you can have the same thing right. on the side, and it's it's dressing. Okay. Uh, I, I mean, I to be honest, I don't. That's the only difference I make. <laughs> that stuffing is stuffed into the bird. That's the stuff you use, you know, uh, to put into the bird. That's the you eat that was stuffed into the bird. The, the dressing is the the other stuff. I mean, and I mean, if if you're gonna go by whatever you usually make or purchase, um, I, I think most of them call them stuffing. Though, isn't it stovetop stuffing, not stovetop dressing? Um, I know, right? That's isn't it Pepperidge it Farm uh, stuffing and not dressing? Yes. I mean, yeah, but, but then I'm at the same time, I guess that's part me. of what you use to dress the bird or dress the plate or whatever, you know. Yeah, but yeah. The, <laughs> the, the question, so the the question pl- is, are you going to eat it or not? Now, this is the thing, you know, I mean, some what? people who are, um, I guess, a little bit sensitive or, or cautious when it comes to uh, things like salmonella or whatever the case may be. There are some people that don't like to eat the stuffing that has been in, you know, in, in the, the bird. bird. Right. right. Um, so, and, and I know that. So like, um, I, I usually do both. I have, you know, what I, what goes in the bird and I do, usually try to do um, the stuff on the side, the, the dressing right. on the side. So. so the trivia question I've been throwing out when I speak is, is cornbread stuffing uh, better than white bread stuffing? You know, so, you know, it's been like arguments, like in the auditoriums that I've been speaking in, because you've got people wow. yelling out white bread, white bread dressing or white bread stuffing versus, you know, or cornbread. I'm like, no, cornbread's the deal. That's the, mm-hmm. that's what's up. You know, I don't, I don't eat white bread stuffing. I have to at my in-laws, but normally I, mm, I won't touch it. <laughs> I won't touch it. It's just so soggy, D. You know. Well, I was gonna soggy. say it depends on on what you what you do, and then are you just throwing just plain old bread in there? You know, or are you like, you know, is it? Are you toasting it first? What are you doing with it? You know, all kind of stuff, and then. What do you do with what kind of stuffing do you like? Because there are a variety of things, and I know what I like to do with mine. But uh, you know, I know a lot of people just they, they you know they, they just like you know just give me plain old stuffing. <laughs> you know, right. Whatever. I kind of like to doctor my stuff up a little bit. But, oh, do but, you? Oh, yeah. I I like you know throwing some sausage in or you know something to kind of lighten I it use, up. I like smoked oysters. Oh really? I use, I I've like. I've never tried that. I don't think. And, and this is uh, and you know I get this is one of those things where it's just a combination of things that I like. But anyway, I like to put um, smoked oysters in it, um, and uh, maybe some um, chopped pecans and some uh, dried cranberries. Really? Oh wow, that sounds yummy. Yeah. I'm gonna have to yeah. try that. And then, um, you know, of course, the celery and onions and all the, you know, the other stuff. But, yeah. Interesting. So I just thought of something real quick, and I don't know if we've talked about this technology-wise. So, you know, with all this tech chaos that's been going on and with all the cybercrime that's going on, and it kind of goes back to what we were talking about as far as websites and stuff like that. One mm-hmm. of the things, especially during the holiday months, that small businesses need to worry about is protecting their social media accounts in their websites. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. cyber criminals. Because here's and here's a little background about it. So a lot of, especially with small businesses, a lot of small businesses are turning to site builder tools at Wix, Squarespace, Shopify, uh, and even WordPress offer. Meaning that you go to a website and then you can just do it all on the web. It's not done on your computer anymore. But the challenge is is that we were talking about how cybersecurity is a human problem. 
a lot of mm-hmm. small businesses won't put the proper password protection on their social media accounts or on their websites, and it makes it a little bit easier for criminals to commandeer those sites. Because let's say that you have a trusted brand on, let's just say, Instagram. But then criminals mm-hmm. are like, oh, well, they don't have a presence on TikTok or they don't have a presence on LinkedIn. Then what a criminal can do is to steal your content uh, just by copying and pasting stuff off your website, and they can create either their own website with your name or they can create a social media account uh, with your information, and then they can lure people to go to the site to give up their money, to install ransomware. So it's it's becoming a huge problem. In fact, there was a lady who had a Shopify account uh, here in the Kansas City area. Her website was hacked, and they installed ransomware on it. And, of course, I think she had – since she had Shopify, she had an electronic shopping cart. So she lo- you know, lost an aspect of her business. Another thing small businesses don't think about either – is what if you have a malicious customer who just happens to be tech savvy? I have a have a friend who lost all of her social media accounts because she had, um, and she was an influencer or still is an influencer, but had to start over from scratch because she had a, oh, I would say an abusive ex that was trying to discredit her. But you could have an, uh, a tech savvy customer that would want to put your business in bad name too. So. That's something major that small businesses really need to look at, uh, especially this holiday season, because if you're an online retailer, it won't take much for somebody to um, duplicate your account. A lot of small businesses don't think about the fact that on some of these sites they have credit card information stored, uh, not only for themselves or their customers, and you really don't want to be in that scenario where, you suffer a large-scale data breach because in most instances, if you suffer a data breach, whether it be internal systems or even like your website or your social media accounts, most businesses are are done with like within a six-month period because of all of the costs that they have to deal with as far as recovering from a data breach. Wow. Well, uh- Gosh, I had, I'm having senior moments today. I had a question. I was in. in um, oh, I know. I wanted to ask you because I, I and I use them kind of all the time. But I'm thinking that people are going to be more prone to using shopping apps around this time of year to try to get the discount or the cash back or, or whatever. Um, are there ways to make sure that your information is secure when using those types of of apps? No. Because the problem is is that with a lot of the apps, uh, giving out information may be their side hustle. So when you sign up for, I'm trying to think of a, one of the ones, I think Sugar is one of those apps that gives you discounts. And I may be, I may be wrong or right, but uh, I, I know you I've use never uh, used Sugar. For, oh, yeah, I use, <laughs> I use um, Shopkicks, Ibotta, um, Honey. Uh, what else? Maybe Fetch. I'm thinking of honey instead of sugar. You're probably thinking, thinking of honey. I'm thinking of honey. <laughs> right, okay. yeah. But, um, and I don't know, use that one as much as the other ones. But then there's Retail Me Not, Rakuten. There's, I mean, there's a whole right. bunch of them out there. And I, some of them I haven't even gotten to, and I was going to try to add them to. But, yeah, I was just curious. Right. Yeah, if you pay for the app, then there's usually a good chance that you don't have to worry about your information being sold because they're making a profit up front from the app. But if it's a free app, I mean other than app. the ads that are other than the ads that pop up in the app, then you have to worry about is that company using and selling your information to third party vendors. And it's not to say that honey is going to be the victim of a data breach, although they may. Usually it's those third party vendors that you have to worry about where they get really loosey goosey with your information, and then it falls into the wrong hands. So the good thing that you should do or the thing that you should do to make sure that your information is safe and secure and hasn't been breached is to go to the website we talk about, Have I Been Pwned, to make sure that none of those companies have suffered a data breach. Because, I mean, they're, when these companies suffer data breaches, they're definitely not forthcoming as far as letting people know that they have been breached. Because it's a loss of confidence. 
you know? So yeah. you're not going to tell anybody you were breached. So, but the average person has to take it upon themselves. So there's always, to make a long story short, there's always a risk of um, having that information lost, especially when you're giving it out to free apps like that. Okay. I mean, you could you could read the terms of service, uh, and they would let you know if they're selling your information to third-party vendors, but... Um, you know, who's going to read that, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then the thing about it is, too, that I wanted to ask is that they they incentivize you by saying if you invite someone else to join and use the app or whatever, then you get X amount of points or you get this and they do, too. But then, you know, you've have you put somebody else's uh, information in jeopardy when you sign them up with their email and stuff? No, not at all. Well, uh, their email. And, well, I, I or their, think probably or their the number. answer. I think the answer is yes. Any piece of information that you give out, you put in somebody, you put somebody at risk, you know, so you really shouldn't give out that kind of data. Because, I mean, all it takes is one piece of data, an email or a phone number. And, you know, criminals are always looking at ways to con people uh, in different methods. It could be via email or via um, phone. And mm-hmm. phishing schemes come in email and come in text messaging. So, yes, you're definitely putting someone at risk because the person whose number or information you gave out may not mm-hmm. know that you've added them to the list, and then all of a sudden they start getting all these spam calls and stuff. So it's not a good thing to do. Were you thinking about giving my email out for, um, for No, something? I wouldn't dare. <laughs> not <laughs> at all. <laughs> no. <laughs> I would right. not do that. I love the way you said that. I wouldn't do that. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, you have to be careful with that because you don't yeah. – you never know – Who's going to do what with that information? So, but that's a good question because people are always on these shopping apps, especially during the holidays, to find out the best deals. And, um, you know, you you need to be aware of what these companies are doing with your information. And if it's free, it normally means you're the product, and it doesn't mean that the product is is free. So, I mean, that's the challenge. Okay. We're going to quickly take our final break, and we will be back with Burton Kelso of Integral. This is G's Power Hour on Never Had It So Good Entertainment. We'll be right back. Having a wedding, reception, family reunion, planning a banquet, or some other fundraising event. Need to share your knowledge through a workshop or seminar, or it's a difficult time, and you need to plan a wake or repast. Let us help. At our gatherings, let us reduce the stress and make the occasion memorable, treasured. Call our gatherings at 407-968-9387 or email ourgatherings at yahoo.com. Let us help plan your special event. This is Douglas Dobbs owner and funeral director at Dobbs Cremation and Funeral Service. We have served the Central Florida community with two generations of family funeral service. With the recent addition of my son Brandon, we are here to take care of the needs of Central and West Orlando. From simple cremation to a full burial, Dobbs Cremation and Funeral Service is here to help you. Located at 430 North Kirkman Road at the 408 Expressway, Dobbs Cremation and Funeral Service, 407-578-7720. Dobbs, dedicated to serving our families. Hi there. Happy Friday Eve, and welcome back to G's Power Hour on Never Had It So Good Entertainment. I am your host, G. Thanks so much for being with us today. We are here with Burton Kelso of Integral on this Tech Thursday. The number is 516-387-1944. Okay, (laughs) we've gotten off subject a little bit today, but um, what uh, what types of – oh, I was going to ask you. I know we didn't kind of talk about this, but – I I haven't heard of not that I've been keeping up, you know. But usually I hear something, but I haven't heard of the next latest and greatest that you got to have uh, on Black Friday or Cyber Monday or whenever. Uh, Tech wise, is there anything new that we should be having our eyes on? All that Apple stuff that came out in October. 
Or September, actually. Okay. I mean, you know, the iPhone uh-huh. 14, the new, um, the new, I mean, Apple threw out a whole slew of stuff. So, yeah, the iPhone 14, there's a new iWatch out. There's a new rugged iWatch that has come out uh, as far as that release. They've got new AirPods that are great because they actually will use the Find My Device to find your, you know, your iPods, which is a big problem with people losing their stuff. Like, I lost mine. You know, I lost my, I almost lost my phone. Did you see that How post? Did you do that? No, oh, I fell out of my pocket. Just... It fell, fell out, out of my pocket. pocket in Philly. Yeah, it did. But it was laying in the street, and Martha was able to find it. So yeah, it was yeah. It was uh, it was ten minutes of um, ten minutes of you know, you know what needs to to do, you know what mm-hmm. where's my phone where's my stuff so, um, yeah. but yeah the 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 challenge now, let me is, ask is you that, this. I mean, uh-huh. I need to ask you this: Did it fall out of your pocket, or do you think your pocket was picked? No, no, it wasn't picked. I was getting off the shuttle, and it I missed my pocket, and it hit the, hit the pavement. So, uh-huh. but there are some hot okay. tech items that are good. So I don't know if you knew this or not. Roomba has a new Roomba vacuum that act, and we own it. That you know how Roomba? Do you own a Roomba? No. Okay. So the old no, school Roomba had a charging base, and then it, because if you had a house with a lot of debris, you were constantly pulling out the receptacle for debris and emptying it mm-hmm. out. But now Roomba's got their new Roomba S9 Plus, which will, which has a station that has a larger repository for collecting garbage. So the Roomba will mm-hmm. actually go back when it's full, and it'll suck out all of the debris from the Roomba itself, and then it'll go back to vacuuming. So it doesn't um, – you're not having to pick it up and clean it all the time. You just have to – you know, let it, put it in the receptacle, and so it's going to do a better job of cleaning your home uh, as far, you know, as far as cleaning is concerned. But the hot items this year seem to be more drone-related, uh, with DJI is, is a popular drone company, and they've got a smaller version of their drone that's out on the market. Um, but also, um, also rather than drones, um not smart speakers, but uh, ear ear pods. Mm-hmm. Or the Bluetooth AirPods seem to be popular items. It's not, and I think it's because of the variety of tech items. Because it used to be mm-hmm. like, well, you've got to get the latest computer, you've got to get it the latest laptop, and that's still there because there's a new Apple part of their stuff. They released a new MacBook Pro and a MacBook Air, which is using the M2 processor, so it's faster, bigger. But I think. Or as far as tech is concerned, more people are looking for items that are um, different than just the usual stuff because people are holding on to their computers longer, but, you know, they're looking for m- more items that are different, that are cooler tech-wise, like mm-hmm. Dyson products, like, um, oh, what is it, Oculus, you know, the virtual reality headsets. Those right. are the hot items as opposed to just your standard computer items. Same thing with smartwatches, too. They're, you know, even though Apple's got their watch, you know, Samsung, other companies have their smartwatches coming out this year. So those are more of the tech items that people are looking at as opposed to the old traditional stuff that, you know, people kind of go after. I mean, it's, you know, it's, I mean, think about it. I mean, if someone got you mm-hmm. another computer for Christmas, you wouldn't be all excited about it. You're like, oh, yeah, I already got one of these. I mean, not but unless if someone I needed, got like, you, needed one, yeah. Right. But if someone got you, like, say, a pair of uh, Oculus VR headsets, you're going to be like, oh, yeah, I, I, I'll probably never use it, but the concept <laughs> is cool. So it'll make a nice Christmas Day um, – <laughs> it'll make a nice Christmas Day gift where you're like, oh, okay, yeah, I'm going to do it. But after that, yeah. the thrill will be gone, and then, the you know, it'd you'll be, be on to the other stuff. It'd be a nice to so, review. Yep. <laughs> You said it'd be nice to read gifts. <laughs> I mean, I, you know, I oh look at these people and they're standing up there fanning air and, and whatnot um, <laughs> with these big monstrosities on their head. I'm sorry. You, I just thought of something. 
you know why you may see the influx of TVs at Sam's uh, when you go shop there? Probably right. because you've why? got people going out and getting VR headsets, and they're, like, bumping into the TV, uh, interacting <laughs> with a virtual reality, and they're breaking their TVs. And so someone got oh, wise God. and said, yeah, we need to put these into the stores, you know. <laughs> Yeah, well, yeah, I mean, yeah. computers are kind of – I shouldn't say computers are passe. People are going more for your mobile, like your thinner, smaller mobile computers, and we're holding on to our computers longer. So that's why yep. you're not seeing I'm that trying. advertised as much, just the, the cool hot items that are out there. But, you know, next year, I don't know if the virtual headsets will be a big deal because – you have to think about the metaverse and how of a, I won't say disappointment, how people aren't really getting into the metaverse like, you know, they thought they would. And that's just mm. the way of technology, you know. You can put it out there and it may be great, but you have to have the general public embrace it in order for it to become popular. Yeah, I always true. throw out the old, um, I always throw out the old beta versus VHS battle that happened back in the 80s because, I mean, beta – Max was the better technology, but uh, VHS is the, was the popular form, and that's what everyone went with, and Beta just kind of went the way of the dodo. Same thing with LaserDisc. You remember LaserDisc, don't you? Yeah. So, yeah, yeah so, I mean, it's the same thing. LaserDisc were around in the 80s, uh, and they just weren't popular. So, I mean, it's just one of those things that you always have to look and see what the general public is going to embrace as far as technology is concerned, so... Well, what do you do with, I guess, old tech um, or, or things that were made on old tech, like cassette tapes, uh, VHS you gotta tapes? Just, um, yeah, you huh? got to take them to a recycling center and just have them destroyed because that technology is not coming back. And I think so, what I mean, that. But what if you have stuff on these, play, on, on these you know, tapes? that you want to keep. For example, my wedding video was on video. Oh, okay. yeah. Ours was, too. You'd have to yeah. find some place in your neck of the woods that can transfer it over to, uh, like, say, DVD. That's what we had to do. There's a guy I know in town. He does that. And so I just took uh-huh. him to the wedding, wedding video, and he transferred it to a DVD. And my wife was so okay. upset because he's like, well, I can't watch my wedding, uh, you know, our wedding because it's in a format that's no longer available. But the thing I was trying to explain to her is those places are starting to become so few and far between uh, Mm -hmm. that, you know, it's hard to get somebody to transfer that over. And I know there's a lot of places overseas that will do that. It would (laughs) be, yeah. That's a good business to be in. Yeah. 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 But, I mean, there's places overseas that will do it. But, I mean, are you going to trust sending off your single copy overseas Mm -mm. to have someone do it? Not a chance. Not a chance. <laughs> it never happened. No. Yeah, real quick. I I know we're uh-huh. getting close to our time, but real, real quick, just to give you an example, I did a uh, I did a presentation for a group, and they recorded it, and then it turned mm-hmm. out that the organization that had the video they lost the video of all the speakers, lost it. Oh wow. You I know. Did, did you mean, get a copy before? From that? I was gonna say, yeah, did you no. get a copy before they lost it? No. See that's yes, no. <laughs> now I want to copy right now. Yeah. Right. So. Right. Yeah. So that's the challenge, you know. So anyway, I wanted so to throw that out there. Time. Question for next time because we're running out of time. What do you, what's going to come around the corner that's going to replace uh, DVDs? Oh, <laughs> what do you transfer your stuff to then? Uh, oh yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, we're, yeah, we'll talk I about that next. All right. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Burton, you and your family have a wonderful Thanksgiving. We'll talk next month, God willing. Okay? Yes, we will. All right. And thank you all for listening. Talk tomorrow. This has been G's Power Hour on Never Had It So Good Entertainment. I'm your host, G. Be well, be safe, be blessed. And please remember, all real power comes from God. Take care.